Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey there, welcome to the We Miss Marty podcast here with Laura. Laura, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? It's been a weird week, I, I gotta say. Um, you know, John Mahoney, didn't he die, it was like five years ago? I mean, it wasn't too recently, but it wasn't like a mm-hmm. long time ago. Yeah, no. I, I guess we can look up. We're staring at laptops like, hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, um. but... Yeah, that that's depressed me because obviously you know we're doing this podcast because wow, 2018. Oh wow, it wasn't long ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember hearing about the death, and that bummed me out. And I, I was like liking you know when Kelsey Grammer wrote nice posts about him and everything. Well, I had one of those moments. My favorite comedian, and I know it sounds way like I'm just exaggerating, but I'm not. Norm Macdonald died the other day, and. I got to tell you, Laura, I mean, we're news. We hear about these deaths all the time. And, yeah, we're getting older. So some of the people that we liked as young people are now dead, you know, in TV and movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, Norm, Norm's death depressed me. I had no idea he was sick. But he had so mm-hmm. many great stuff for the years. Um, I loved him on Silent Live. Loved his comedy. Um, on TV, he was amazing. Uh, he had some great segments of Conan. Uh, he was a fixture on David Letterman. Um, actually, he was he had a YouTube segment out. I, it was a clip of him talking about the coronavirus. Yeah, uh, yeah, a YouTube segment of him talking about the coronavirus right before it started, and it was a time where we were all freaked out, going, "Oh man, you know, is this going to kill everybody? You know, is it going to?" And it was kind of profane. I mean, it was <laughs> the cleanest thing in the world. But I got to tell you, it made me laugh. Because at the time, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think we're all going to die over this. And it kind of put things in perspective. I mean, we still had no idea what was happening, but it's really funny. Um, Lord, did you have a favorite Norm McDonald memory before we start talking about Frazier? Well, um, it's funny. I was not really a big fan of his. Okay. But, like, there were probably about, I don't know, it's probably five years maybe. I just suddenly, like, I would, like, at the end of the night before I would go to bed, I started watching videos on both on YouTube and on Facebook, you know, like past performances and interviews and that kind of stuff, like stuff that would, that was like light, you know, and, and, you know, funny or lighthearted and stuff. And one of the things that I, watched you know the past couple of years was all of the clips of the jeopardy oh yeah episodes on on snl 
and him and the way that he and um, Daryl Hammond um, would go after uh, Will Ferrell <laughs> on the show. And my husband and I, <laughs> I don't know why, but my husband and I like adopted the uh, Turd Ferguson oh, yeah. reference. <laughs> and whenever I like, I jokingly get mad at my husband, I'm like, you're a turd, you're a turd Ferguson, you know? <laughs> No, so, yeah, that was great. That kind of stuff. You know, it's funny. There's a lot of people on SNL that I really wasn't crazy about. And it was probably during, a lot of them are during that era. You know, I'm not a big, you know, um, I'm not a big fan of like I, um, David Spade. Um, I think he's, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, he doesn't do anything for me. Um, and uh, I wasn't a big fan of, Kevin Nealon either until I started watching um, a sitcom that um, Joey from Friends was on. Oh, yeah. Matt LeBlanc. Yes. Um, oh, crap. Man with a Plan. Great show. I, I was sad that that got canceled. Me too. Yeah. I, that was one of my favorite shows. And I've been watching it a lot since we've been home. And, you know, it's just like periodically like little lines come out and it just makes me laugh like out. You know, you always hear laugh out loud, but like out loud, you know. Do you know who was supposed to be on the show? I, I no. don't know off the top of my head the woman. Like the name wasn't memorable. I mean, you know, uh, LeBlanc and you know, Neil were definitely memorable from the past. Mm -hmm. They were supposedly going to have Jenna Fisher as his wife on the show. Oh, really? But hmm. they literally said, it's not going to work. No one's going to believe Joey and Pam from The Office got married. Yeah. And there was going to be no references to past shows. It wasn't like Pam split up from Jim and now right. Pam's living with the guy from Man for Plan. They but I'm like, man, that. this show could still be on if Janet Fisher was the, the, um, the female host or co-star. You know, she, the girl that is on the show, um, her name is Liza something. Well, weren't you telling me, because we talked about Man for Plan before, weren't you telling me, wasn't that the girl that was on Kevin James' show, or, or am I thinking about somebody no. else? No. Okay. Um, she was on a show um, a, a show called um, Yes, Dear. Oh, yeah. She yeah. played um, the sister, I think she was the sister of the wife on Yes, Dear. Yeah, because it was like a four-person ensemble. Yeah main star yeah. so she's she was funny on the... that show she's funny on this one too she's a little, oh yeah yeah she's a little more uh she's a little cleaner on this one yeah. you know but um i i love that show oh yeah no it was definitely good um and kevin nealon was awesome in that show oh yeah i actually nealon was going to be in columbus a couple weeks ago i almost went to that show hmm. but my wife wasn't crazy about me going to concerts in the covet era and I literally went to a concert the week before. And I'm like, we don't have the money right now. And yeah. I'm like, and Neilan's tickets were more expensive than a rock concert. So it's <laughs> all good. Um, yeah, real quick on McDonald. Um, two segments, if you want YouTube stuff later, uh, that I really loved was um, he was on Conan with Courtney Thorne Smith. A very classic scene. Um, you know, She came on the show to promote a movie with Carrot Top. And she left Melrose Place, and her first um, role after Melrose Place was this 
um, movie with Carrot Top. So Norm sitting there, you know, he was the guest that stayed on, and Conan was talking, and Norm goes in on Courtney Thorne Smith to go, you left Melrose Place to start a movie with Carrot Top, and they start making fun of her. And the weird thing about it is, you know how talk shows go. If you go on that talk show, they're kissing your butt. They're promoting your movie. Yeah. They're not saying, what the heck are you doing? So there were a couple. I don't want to get into the whole interview. It's, it's all great. But at the end, they're like, oh, so what's the movie called? And, and she's like, oh, it's chairman of the board. And Cohen's like, hey, you little freak, the Norm. What are you going to do about that? Because she's making fun of him. Immediately, Norm says, yeah, I bet that movie is spelled B-O-R-E-D instead mm-hmm. of, you know, B-O-A-R-D. And Conan Bridge fell down his lap and sorry. It was a great thing. And then uh, you should YouTube. I think I was watching it today. It's out there somewhere. Um, Bob Saget had comedy roast about him on Comedy Central. Norm gets up on the show, and he's reading old – like, usually these shows are kind of profane. They, you know, they F mm-hmm. you and all this other stuff. Norm gets up and starts reading 1940s jokes that were like super mega clean, and nobody was laughing. But they, p- people who knew Norm said it may have been the funniest thing he ever did because he was just like reading these 1940s clean jokes like an old comedian. And uh, Conan used to say one of the greatest things about Norm was Norm sold really weird humor. Like he'd go on the show and say these old fashioned jokes, and nobody would guy, and he wouldn't care. I mean, it was great. I miss Norm, but. You know, rest in peace. A little depressed, but we'll get over it. I mean, well, not get over it, but you know, yeah, our hearts will go on, I guess. <laughs> so, all right, well, let's talk about Fraser. Sorry about the detour there. Um, yeah, it's Christmas time in <laughs> Seattle. Uh, this week we're talking about Miracle on Third or Fourth Street. I know th- there's a lot I liked about the episode. Um, I don't know where we should start. I, it was neat to see them arguing about Christmas decorations. Did anything kind of jump out of you about that part of the show? Well, um, knowing knowing the episodes that are coming related yeah. to Christmas, you know, one of my favorite episodes of the show is a Christmas episode, the one where he has the mat mm-hmm. on the floor, that if you walk on the mat, it, the Santa Claus says, ho, ho, ho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, but you know, I, you got to feel for, you got to feel for Marty, man, the guy, I mean, who puts, who would want to put chili peppers on their Christmas yes. tree? Yes. He's right. Chris, uh, chili peppers are not Christmas. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I, uh, there was a lot in that first section, you know, um, with, um, the, with Niles and his complete insanity, you know, um, and of course, let's not forget Eddie <laughs> drinking out of Niles's glass. Yes, I don't know what he was drinking. It was something white, right? Yeah, it would be eggnog or like spiked. I would guess. Maybe, I, you know, I would hope. Of course, yeah. You know, of course, he gets away with it. You know, he's Eddie. You know, um, and the the. Um, I think, I mean, I'd be willing to bet that every person that's going to listen to this has a family that used a wreath on their door or a decoration on their door that was around for 30 years, you know, Mm -hmm. my, my mom did, my grandma did, you know, 
I still have those things. I don't use them because I'm just, honestly, I'm too lazy to put them up, which is sad. But <laughs> they're, you know, it, Christmas is about tradition and, you know, Fraser wants to doll everything up, but it was a nice read. So. Well, and it makes me think too. And again, you know, Fraser gets cranky. It's good for the comedy of the show. I, I think Marty missed a, a, a point. And, you know, I think about all of us in work and at home and in our family relationships. When we get mad and cranky about stuff, it's not about that thing. It's about what they're missing. And, you know, yeah. I think Fraser was mad with the Christmas decorations because, you know, his son wasn't coming, you know, say for yeah. Christmas. He gets cranky and, you know, he runs off. He wants to spend Christmas alone. But, you know, I, I, I kind of wish they picked up on the fact, hey, it wasn't about the Christmas decorations. It was about not having a son around. You know, that that's a, um, um, a theme in this show, unexplored stuff, you know. Um, they don't get to the heart of the, of his disappointment, you know, here. And then, you know, later in the episode, right. there's never, um, the one, one of the things that bothered me, no matter how many 50 times I've seen this episode in the past couple of past month or so, um, was that I, you know, it doesn't make sense that Frazier didn't explain why he didn't have his wallet. Yeah. You know? Um, especially him because he's so hoity toity, you know, and for him to be considered a homeless person, you know, yeah. some, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with, you know, people who have financial difficulties or lose, you know, you know, lose everything, you know, like some of those people in that restaurant. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that he wouldn't fight back a little more against the idea that he was like a poor person, you know? Yeah. So, I don't and, know. It just it, it was something that kind of gnawed on me. And, and there were some other things that I thought were strange about the episode. And probably strange in a good way. Um, you know, as we well know, in the communications business, yeah, we can work ahead on stuff. But there's some jobs you have to do on Christmas. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we put on newspaper every day. So, you know... You have to work Christmas sometimes. You have to work Thanksgiving sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, you know, the radio has to produce programming. I know now usually just sticking a, a long Christmas <laughs> music marathon or whatever. But, yeah. you know, sometimes they do shows. And, you know, Bulldog has show, which I can't believe you have a local sports show on Christmas Day. Usually you never see that anymore. But it happens. Uh, Bulldog, you know, wants Frazier to take his place. Frazier says no because of Frederick coming. Frederick doesn't come, so he, he gets cranky and says, all right, I'm going to spend uh, the day at the station. And now you bring Roz in, and Roz is mad because Roz's mom is coming. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm a little frustrated with Frazier that he didn't understand that, you know? You yeah. should recognize that you're kind of screwing up Roz's Christmas, too. Yeah, like, my question, honestly, my question was would have been, if I was Roz, why couldn't Bulldog's producer work yeah. because Bulldog claimed it probably wasn't true 
that um, he had family stuff to do. Where's his producer? You know, he could have, you know, he could have easily been the one that had to work, you know? Yeah. And well, and you would think with the staff, I mean, I think about when I hired people, when you've hired the people in the past, mm -hmm. you want to get well-rounded people where you can say, Hey, maybe four or five people could do this on Christmas. So mm -hmm. it's not just Roz or nobody, you know? And yeah, yeah I, I kind of questioned that. I I questioned I you know, it's a different world we're in now because it used to be you always had to do your work at the place. Mm -hmm. Like you, you know, when we worked together at a paper about 20 years ago, mm -hmm. you literally could unless you were out writing a story and you emailed the picture in or mm -hmm. emailed the story in, you you could not do what we did outside the building. I mean, you couldn't. Yeah. And now it's so different where I can imagine, like I could work on Christmas day and, you know, probably hang out with family as I do it. You know, just make sure I'm looking at the laptop during the day, you know, yeah. it, it slowly changed how it's been, but you know, Frazier was grumpy. He kind of took it out on everybody. He wanted to have that, um, you know, he wouldn't be by himself. I guess he took rods in with him. Um, I it kind of surprised me at first, but maybe it shouldn't. Like the people who call the radio station for an advice line, I guess if you're calling a Christmas day, you're pretty sad, right? I mean, if you're having a joyous Christmas, you're probably not like, hey, let me call the advice show. I mean, you're yeah, you're probably only calling if you're depressed. Yeah. Um, most of the people, I'm trying to think all the calls that came in. Um, they were all like pretty sad, you know. Yeah. Doom and gloom, except for the guy. Except for the guy who called and said, "You know, how can you be sad when the sound of music is on?" Yes. <laughs> so. Well, wasn't that the episode too? Well, no, I think I'm thinking about the different episode, but I love the call on one of the shows where the guy was looking for praise because he drove by a homeless guy. And, yeah, and instead of grabbing his shoes, you just let him go or something. Yeah, that was this episode. Oh, was, okay. Because <laughs> the guy that Frazier sat next to in the restaurant was the guy who got the shoes. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I um, love that call. It was great. You know, getting back to the to Roz. Yeah. You know, the fact that she said something to him about the way she, he was dressed, I loved that. You know, because, yeah. you know, she comes in because you're a pain in the rear and you dress like that, you know, yeah. to, to be with her all day. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, you know, they, after the show is over, you know, after the doom and gloom and, and then Roz like sinks into her, into her board crying with all the sad stories um, of dead pets and, mm -hmm. um, you know, the shoe guy um, I honestly forget what some of them were because um, I didn't write them down. But um, he decides he's going to go to one of Seattle's finest establishments and guarantees that it will have a liquor license. <laughs> um, and he ends up at this diner because it's probably the only thing open. Right. And he drives up to it with his uh, BMW or whatever the heck he drives, right. some fancy schmancy thing. And um, goes in and realizes he really doesn't have much choice to eat. And uh, 
sits next to a guy who really doesn't have a lot, you know, mm-hmm. he kind of catches on that, you know, nobody around him does either. And then he realizes he doesn't have his wallet, you know, and he can't pay for food. And he is like immensely touched because they do a collection for him for to pay for his meal all around the restaurant. And, um, you know, I wrote, I wrote down Fraser unable to pay, I'm sorry, Fraser unable to explain why he can't pay, which, you know, was troubling. And I also wrote, was he embarrassed for himself or for the people in the place? Because, I mean, you could look at it two different ways. Was he embarrassed because he didn't have his wallet and he didn't want to be seen as homeless? Or was he trying, did he not explain that he's really this rich guy on the radio so he didn't make the other people feel bad? Could be either, I guess. I got sad too. And maybe it's because, you know, I've been facing some choices about, hey, do I do stuff where I help out people in need more or whatever? And I I don't know about you, Lord. And maybe I'm looking at this show completely different than most people should. I, I got depressed because in my life, eating with homeless people would be like, wow, what a different thing you have to do. And I don't know. It, it kind of made me want to either help out more or or, or just... I don't know. It, it kind of made me sad to see how Frazier, that was so different for Frazier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it just, again, maybe I'm in a weird time of life when that hit me. But that kind of hit me is I, I liked how Frazier was honestly touched by it. But it was kind of weird to see how different it was for Frazier. And kind of made me think of, you know, we all think we want more money and everything, but how blessed we are, you know, where not everybody lives even lives of really, you know, in terms yeah. of having a whole. A warm house. There's some type of food you can cook up each night where not everybody has that, you know. So yeah. I, it, it hit me weird that way. I'm not sure why it did, but it kind of hit me that yeah. scene. And you know, the other aspect of this is um, he explains to the guy that you know he couldn't see his kid. He got in a fight with his dad over something stupid, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think he was also very deeply touched by the fact that the guy tosses him a quarter and says, "Go call your old man." Yeah. You know, because, you know, here's this dude who doesn't have anything. And again, he gives him money out of his pocket and says, you know, this will fix your problem this quarter. Yeah. You decide to, if you go out and you make a phone call, you might fix your problem. So. Well, it kind of makes you think about like first world problems against other problems, you know, like like we all complain about this stuff that we feel is important, but Mm -hmm. to people who live simply, they said, look, you know, you can handle that. You know, here's a quarter, you know, here's how you solve it. So, yeah. Um, so there was a very large group of callers on this show. Mm-hmm. I mean, famous callers. Oh, okay. Um, do you remember the one, I forget what kind of animal it was, but one of them called in and was an animal that died and he had to go in and tell his mom. Oh, yes. <laughs> he couldn't yes. wake up, whatever it was. Yeah. Well, that was Mel Brooks. Oh, okay. Um, there was a woman, and I honestly don't remember what her call was about. I forget. But it was Rosemary Clooney. You know, if you're going to have a famous female on your show, you might as well, or your Christmas show, you might as well have somebody who has a, very famous uh, Christmas song. 
you know, white yeah. Christmas. So, <laughs> um, Eric Stoltz, do you remember him? He yes. In the yes. 80s. Mm -hmm. He was the guy who drove away um, and was expecting to be praised so highly because he didn't, like, as Fraser said, slam his car into reverse and go back and get his shoes. That was Eric Stoltz. Um, then there was Ben Stiller, who I honestly don't remember hearing him, but he's in there somewhere. And uh, Dominic Dunn was the guy. He uh, Dominic Dunn is a writer. He mm -hmm. um, he's the guy who he covered like he covers all kinds of famous um, Hollywood trials. You know the famous people like O.J. Simpson mm -hmm. was one. Um, he was the one who called and talked about uh, the uh, Sound of Music. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but there Very was, good. I mean, some of those were great, those calls. Um, the What did you think of the gift exchange that, you know, wasn't technically supposed to happen, but they made it a gift exchange anyway? Yeah. You got to feel bad for Frazier. Right. Um because you know he wasn't expecting Roz to go out and get him some kind of nice leather uh, briefcase, and um, and Fraser should have known the trouble that he was in when he when he received um, praise from Bulldog about the about the yeah. gift. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, that's great. <laughs> um, I, I think that's one thing that's changed about working from home, like we've had during COVID. The gift exchange, like used to, I think like when we worked together, didn't we have some type of a yeah. secret Santa or something? I mean, we weren't yeah. buying gifts for everybody, but no. yeah, but it's so weird, but you, know, you just don't do that anymore. I mean, yeah, you still give gifts to your family, of course, and everything, but mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, very very strange. So yeah, that's one of the that's one of the things that COVID might have killed. You know, the secret Santa. I'm but not, maybe that's not. Bad. I gotta say, I'm not that yeah. disappointed. You know, yeah, yeah. Me neither. It, it's it's really for like a work secret, Sam. I mean, yeah. I, now you know, Fraser got nice loads of briefcases. Probably cost yeah. a lot even back then. But you know, most of the time, maybe it's because we're journalists, we don't make that much money. But our secret Santas are five, ten bucks. So you might get something like, oh, yeah. this is nice. I can use it a little bit, but it's hard to. And I always had a hard time with those secret Santa things. You know, because you're not supposed to. I mean, everything I thought of was way too much money, and you don't want to. You don't want to make the other people mad because you spent too much money, like in yes. the office. You know, like when. Uh, oh, she got that nice iPod. You got the iPod like from from Orion. Um, I gotta tell you, it was weird. I felt so horrible after watching that office. It was the same year the iPod came out, and I begged my wife. I'm like, hey, if we got extra money, could you spend some extra money? Because there's been some years where I spent extra money on her, mm -hmm. and I ended up getting that. And after watching that on The Office, I almost gave her back the iPod. I'm like, I don't think I can <laughs> look at this anymore because I I was similar. It was uh, it was yeah. tough. Wow. Yeah, 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 it was a bad memory. Yeah, I got triggered there, so, <laughs> so it was good. <laughs> Um, what do right. you think of what do you think of Niles and his um, activities in getting Daphne to try on all the dresses? Yeah, I thought that was crazy. I, I just don't. Again, it's very much like the uh, like the Superman thing. You know, people are too stupid to realize it's the same guy when he's wearing the glasses. You know, how does she not know what he's doing? 
Because yeah. even with my wife, I mean, if I try to be a little teasing about stuff like this, oh, I know what you're trying to do and everything. And you think of today, I mean, I've been on a dating game for a long time, so I don't even know how to express interest for data girl anymore. But I, I mean, man, if I had to let Niles around Daphne say if I was dating again down the road, oh, yeah, they would know right away. And, you know, they'd probably be creeped out right away. I'd probably be in HR right away or whatever. It would yeah. just be insane. It'd be crazy. So. It's nuts. Uh, should we talk about Bonnie Bonnie Weems and all? Yeah, I was weirded out about that. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, she's this. Like the first time you watch that show, and and you know they're making Bonnie Weems out. Oh, you don't want to take her home? Yeah, I don't think she was that unattractive of a person. Yeah, she no, was that wasn't out it. her brain. No, that wasn't it. I think it was just her being so aggressive. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. I mean, hell, she carried him out of the office, out That's of the true. booth. I okay. mean, you know, I loved the fact that you know the way Fraser described when he got her into he he poured her into a cab and said a prayer for the driver. <laughs> well, hey, you know, Fraser was that time. I mean, he wasn't regularly dating, and he had kind of a bad experience with his date that girl before. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm not endorsing that, but you know, if you're I mean, even what Frazier needed, you know, he was lonely and yeah, Bonnie Williams is super aggressive. I'm not saying it would have been a love connection, but you never yeah. know. Who knows? We got a chance to see uh, Chopper Dave again with his screaming. Yes. yes. And uh, the one of my favorite moments in the early part with all that stuff going on was when the little old lady gave him the cookies she made. <laughs> and she was just trying to see if he was the one that had to drive her home. You know? Yes. Like, That's him. Yeah, <laughs> she just screams. She just turns and screams. I love that. Yeah, I don't think there's a, we ever knew anybody like a Bonnie Weems. I can't think of anybody who I directly compare to that. No, I don't know. Oh boy, what what show? Um, yeah. So overall, I I felt good about the show. I liked. It made you think at the end. There's a little comedy there with how depressing the colors were. Uh, it, it was a nice, sentimental, touching moment where, mm-hmm. you know, Frazier gets his comeuppance. I, I think it, the laugh line was when he forgot his keys. Yeah. And, you know, he had to look for his keys and he, he was going to be embarrassed. But, mm-hmm. no, it was good. I, I was in, I, I liked this episode of Frazier. I, I think, yeah. though, we talked about how it sets up the characters for the rest of the show. Maybe this one didn't. Because if, like, if we're doing this right when Frazier first comes out, you know, we have this podcast where, like, I don't know what's going to happen next. You mm-hmm. might get the thought of, wow, Frazier's reformed. You know, he's going to be caring for the little guy. He's not going to be stuck yeah. on himself. And he definitely went the other way. But I know at least it was one show where he felt more human, I guess. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. It's a good one. I yeah. like it. It's funny. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, let's look at um, the next episode. And again, thanks to Hulu, I'm <laughs> I, I watch ahead, so I probably have watched this next episode a hundred million times. Yeah, um, and it's a perfect episode for our podcast. Oh, our podcast name, you know, centered oh. on Marty, because this is a very Marty-centric episode. Yes. So finally, we get back to a nice Marty episode where. <laughs> He's lots of lots of Fraser making a fool of himself, and yeah, I, I, yeah. So just a real brief introduction. He uh, so I don't think 
was this uh, Marty's first girlfriend since his wife died? I don't think he was dating that much. Well, um, he had the lady yeah. from a car. They were looking at each other to tell yeah. someone, and they went out. But it doesn't seem like that relationship turned intimate at all. And no. So, you know, Marty has a night of passion with a, a woman. She comes out, and uh, Frazier's all befuddled. He doesn't know what to do, and he makes a fool of himself. And mm-hmm. um, In a very big way. Oh, yes. Yeah. So. He's talking about on radio. And, I mean, it'd be like if I wrote a column about somebody I spent a night with it would just be very strange. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's how I should have done it, you know? Just <laughs> write a love one column. All right. I still have not heard anything else about the Fraser reboot. No. So I'm thinking maybe the Delta variant pushed it back and <laughs> it may twenty twenty three maybe. I mean they were talking about maybe filming it and having it ready by spring, but I'm thinking if that's the case, we have heard a lot more about that. Yeah. We have it, so I'm assuming like probably a lot of other projects right now it's on hold. Um, I I found some other Kelsey stories, but really it was just more of like, like there was a lot of pictures. He was on a date with his wife, and apparently the tabloids caught him. And I don't know. I thought Kelsey's beyond the tabloids pictures, but I yeah. guess I saw a bunch of pictures when I was doing a search for Kelsey Grammer. Anything else Fraser related that came up or that you could think of? No, not that I saw anything. Well, we should announce this. We should, we talked about this at the beginning of the episode. Um, the off the office. I'm, I'm getting all my shows mixed up. Seinfeld. Laura and I were doing Seinfeld for a while, and I think uh, Seinfeld's still going to continue. I think we're going back to Craig, but Laura and I will continue Fraser because um, you know we were talking about maybe doing both in one day. I'll be honest with you, Laura. Yeah, I don't think we can. Frazier, we could get in a half hour. Seinfeld, I mean, you, you got to be flying. I mean, we got to be zooming for the episode to get in a half hour. And, hey, we got to respect yeah. each other's time. So uh, Craig's interested in starting it. It'll be interesting. I wonder if, um, you know, Seinfeld's going to get more people watching with it being on Netflix. Who knows? We'll see what happens there. So, all right. Well, Anything else you want to share? <laughs> Not just a sign for a Frazier, but anything else in life? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, hey, real quick, I've been really bad at doing this, so let me quickly share some of our sponsors. Um, uh, Chase Bank, try it. We endorse it. Uh, sign up for it on the um, podcast page that you're listening to or on the website. Ashley Home Store. You want furniture? Football season started, Laura. I'm sorry. I'm not going furniture shopping on Sunday afternoon. I had a <laughs> big Steelers-Bills game that I got a little wrapped up into. I I, I I do a Steelers podcast, and we were tweeting about the game. I got my separate Steelers Twitter site, so I don't have to bug the people following me for my professional or personal pursuits. So I, it was a fun game to watch. I had to watch the Browns. So, yeah, don't go furniture shopping on Sunday. It'll make your spouse unhappy or it'll make you unhappy. Go home and enjoy enjoy football. It's one of the good things we have about our country anymore. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so do Ashley for Home Store. You can save money there. Uh, you can do your shopping at home. You can measure how big the couch is so you know it'll fit in your living room and everything else. Um, also, I, I don't mention this enough. Um, on chrispewedits.substack.com, that's where you see a lot of our uh, podcasts, you can sign for free. 
So when you sign up for free, you get notified. Whenever we post a podcast, it comes to your email. That way you're not just guessing. It's a real good thing. We also have a place where you can um, just donate some money. Um, if you donate money, we'll advertise something you got going on or your favorite business or anything. It, it just helps. It helps give us some bucks that we can spend our own, I guess. I mean, um, and hey, if enough of you advertise, Laura and I will just go in full-time Frasier mode and we'll talk Frasier for 40 hours a week. So, um, it, yeah, it should be good. Um, so, yeah, that's the things to advertise. Uh, we got daily podcasts um, here on our network. Uh, check those out as well. All right. Well, Laura, I think that's all I got, too. So, for Laura, this is Chris. Thanks for checking out the We Miss Marty podcast. We'll be back next week. Have a good one. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.